This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Dr. Christina explores the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual disharmony at the root of breast disease, offering timely, practical suggestions and methods for healing. You'll be supported to see yourself from a holistic viewpoint and ask to listen to the underlying messages that come with breast disease so you can thrive beyond it. She is a wonderful guide for every woman who's experienced a diagnosis of breast cancer or wants to prevent one and for any woman who wants to claim responsibility for her health and well-being. Valeria Tullis interviews Dr. Christina Grant, the author of The Holistic Approach to Breast Cancer, Every Woman's Guide to Health, Vitality, and Well-Being. Dr. Christina Grant is a soul-centered intuitive counselor, healer, and astrologer. With a PhD in human science, for more than two decades she has helped people grow and evolve personally, professionally, and spiritually. Perceptive on a deep level, Dr. Grant works with the whole range of human challenges, relationships, job and career, family and interpersonal issues, emotional difficulties, health and physical challenges, important life decisions, deeply complicated matters, loss and grief. She uses the astrological birth chart in her sessions as a portal for deeper insight. As an energy healer, she can remove cords, blocks and interference in your energy field. She is also a medium and can contact loved ones who have crossed over for the purpose of helping people gain peace around the loss. Meet Dr. Christina at ChristinaGrant.com. Here is the interview with Dr. Christina Grant. In your own words, who am I speaking with today? I'm Dr. Christina Grant. I'm an intuitive, a counselor and healer. I'm an astrologer and a writer and the author of The Holistic Approach to Breast Cancer. I'm not an MD. I'm a PhD from a branch of psychology called human science, which is the study of the whole being. And that is something that I'm very interested in. It takes in the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and the subtle body Uh, the energy field of the human being. And I view the world in this way, in a very holistic way. And I view humanity through a holistic lens. My general approach is soul-centered. So I'm a person who is very aware of the larger unseen aspects of life. What is the purpose of the human experience? 
One purpose of this human experience, from my perspective, is to participate in the full range of human emotions. We are not here just to experience one end of the spectrum. In other words, only that which feels good. But we're here to become familiar with all of it. For me, this is the path of evolution. And when we're wiser, we begin to understand that this full range of human emotions is ever-changing. It's ever-fluctuating. One day is up, the next day is down, and we can begin to flow with that rather than getting stuck or rather than feeling like something's wrong if we're not feeling happy one day, but instead flowing with it. I think that is one of the purposes of our experience here. What do you think is the opposite of life? At this particular time in my life, my purpose is to be of service in the highest way that I can be and to keep myself centered in such a way that I can do this service. I mentioned earlier that I'm an astrologer. I use the birth chart in each client session because it can reveal something about our life purpose. It's, it's often right there in the chart. And the purpose is often quite simple for most of us. We don't have to go out and do something grand. It is often enough to have been born into this earth plane and to anchor our energy here, to anchor ourselves in our own light. And it's different for everyone. My own birth chart is heavily weighted in areas of working and being of service and, and spirituality. And whether that is for humanity that I'm being of service or the trees, animals, the waterways, it's up to me. Just like it's up to you, it's up to everybody to fulfill your own purpose with your own free will. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about happiness, in your opinion? I believe one of the greatest misconceptions about happiness is that it's something we need to strive for and get to, and that it is how we all should be. It doesn't need striving, and it isn't how we necessarily should be. I think being content is more important than actually trying to maintain ourselves in, in happiness. It is natural when we let go. I think we will naturally go into a, a state of contentment or a feeling of, of more happiness. But to be there all the time, I don't think is is reasonable to expect for people. I think that can often cause problems in people's lives because they feel like something's wrong with them if they're not happy. I think the, the pushing people toward constantly being happy it sells things. They will be happier if they look better or get a better car or have a bigger house or whatever it might be. And I think that hasn't done anybody any favors Honestly, I think if we relax into ourselves, we will 
go into more of a natural state of contentment. And we need to stop pressuring ourselves around being happy. But if we can just allow it and not despair when it feels elusive, which it sometimes will, that is how I feel about happiness. At this time, what is the world's greatest need? And also, do you have a vision for a new reality? What I see as the world's greatest need is for us to slow down and take stock of what's truly important. Reconnecting with and respecting Mother Earth. Reconnecting with and respecting each other. Looking within one's own self for answers and coming to terms with any pain that's inside. And until we do this, I think humanity will continue to look externally for relief from something that's missing or some sense of inner wounding. When we continue to look externally, it seems to me we continue to exploit the earth. We continue to exploit each other. So there's a need to turn within and really look at what's there. What is inner peace to you? Inner peace is one of the highest priorities of my life, and it always has been. When I'm in a state of inner peace, I find I am forgiving, understanding. I feel balanced and centered and loving. I'm not easily annoyed by external circumstances, nor am I wishing for things to be different. Inner peace is a high goal, uh, but it's an achievable one. It's probably one of the main reasons people contact me in my work and schedule an appointment with me because something within them feels bad or it feels off. It's not harmonious with how they want to feel. And they're looking for some sense of inner peace around whatever it is that's happening. And I help guide them to a place of greater understanding so that inner peace has a way in. It can enter once we step out of our own way and let it come. Sometimes we need a little guidance to get there. What, where, and who is God to you? In over two decades of intuitive counseling and spiritual healing, I have really got to see up close and personal that the face of God is not the same for anyone. And we each have our own concept. Even if we're sitting in Catholic church right next to somebody else, the two will have a different concept. That's what I, that's been my experience in talking with people. And yet it appears to be the same divine source. What one calls God, another calls Shiva. What I refer to as God is the high divine source of love, wisdom. It's all that is. While the next person might think of a punishing masculine figure, which is oftentimes what some people that I work with sense about God, because that's what they learned when they were young in church, that there was this authoritative figure. I have come to a place that it's not that. It's not that for me. And there have been, of course, throughout history, so many wars fought 
people who have been persecuted because of varying views and concepts of God. I think we can drop that. We just need to drop that game. Your view and my view, we are all somewhere on the journey back to source. We are all a spark of God. And I believe wherever we are on this journey needs to be respected. We need to not believe that everyone needs to think the same as us or, or something's wrong with them. I, when I work with people, I, I love them coming with whatever belief they have. I like working with the whole spectrum of beliefs. I support people exactly where they are. It doesn't matter to me if they have a completely opposite view as me. It's, to me, it's all, we're all on this same huge mountain making our way to, to the top. And wherever we are on it is perfectly fine. I believe we can stop judging and honor each other. And in terms of where God is, your, your questions, by the way, are really wonderful questions. For me, God is all around us, runs through us. It's woven through nature and through our lives in places for example, where one doesn't feel the presence of God, that presence can be summoned and called in. Just call it in, ask the divine presence to come. I've been in places where I've really felt the absence of spirit, and I've been in places completely saturated with spirit. The difference is one place has been too heavily immersed in difficult or harsh energies, hatred, evil even, Whereas the others have been cultivating God's presence. And that can be through, through prayer, through ritual, through care and attention and focus, meditation, gentleness and love. Places can be rehabilitated and have um, the presence of the divine come in powerfully. We can cultivate that. We can increase the divine presence all around us and through us uh, in this way. So why did you choose to do what you do? I am a psychic person and a seer and someone very connected to spirit. When I was younger, just completing a bachelor's degree, I decided to go into teaching because I felt I wanted to connect positively with young people. But once there in the classroom, I found I didn't care at all about grading math papers or enforcing school rules. What I was naturally drawn toward was whether a child was seen and heard and whether its true, true gifts and talents were acknowledged, whether the child was in pain or suffering of any kind. I worked with little kids whose dads were in prison, whose mother was on... Drugs, I mean, really harsh circumstances, and I wanted to help them um, very much. So I remember speaking to a mentor about this. I'll never forget. And she just said to me, I think you could really heal these kids, but your talents will be wasted in the classroom. Why don't you get a PhD? It was such a swerve off of the course that I'd been on. But at the same time, what she said totally rang true. 
I immediately went out and researched and discovered a program that was very much in alignment with everything I was interested in. Once I was through that program, there was nothing more I wanted to do than to help people heal. And for a number of years, I combined intuitive counseling with energy balancing. In person, I worked. Um, And it was a wonderful combination. But in about 2018, I began working by phone only. I just found that I could do the energy healing at a distance. And it absolutely can be done. It's nice to see people in person. And sometimes I think I'd like to do that once in a while again. But this way, I work with the birth chart in my sessions. I connect with people from all over the place. And it's, it works out well. How did you become a writer? I've always liked to write, but I didn't really realize I had any skills in it until I was maybe in 11th or 12th grade when my English teacher, who was the same for both of those years, um, took some interest in my writing and worked with me to shape it and make it more precise. After that, it really wasn't until I was through college, I had graduated and I was applying for a postgraduate program and in this exam that, in the entry exam, I placed very high in the percentile for writing. And I thought, how did that happen? I, that I was that far ahead of college graduates in writing. It just didn't occur to me that my writing was that, was at that level. And then once I was in the graduate program, Others would comment on my writing and say, oh, you really need to write more. You need to write about this. And then I I just began to think of myself as a writer. What was the inspiration, intention, and purpose of writing your book? I wrote The Holistic Approach to Breast Cancer with the intention to share something that would touch another person, give them encouragement, and perhaps help them heal in whatever way they might need if they were going through similar circumstance. When I wrote The Holistic Approach to Breast Cancer, it was to offer alternatives to people who were interested in something other than the conventional medicine approach, which is a mastectomy, or nowadays more lumpectomies are being done, chemotherapy and radiation. I found that to be so harsh and unnecessary, frankly. I had a breast tumor in 2005, and I had amassed a, quite a bit of material on how to heal I absolutely refused to follow conventional medicine other than a lumpectomy. I decided to follow my own inner truth of what would be best for me. And I did a natural approach. I supported my body. I looked at every corner of my emotional and mental and spiritual um, life that could have contributed to that imbalance. I don't believe any of us just, you know, get cancer. I don't believe it's random. The way I see it is that the cancer began in the subtle energy body first, and it can be detected in that, in that energy body before it develops in the physical body. Um, we may have buried emotions. We may have some sort of pain or woundedness 
feelings, hurts, toxins, wounds of some sort, something that needs healing but didn't get it. We ignored it for many, many years. And yes, lifestyle plays a role, the way we're eating, exercise, our weight. But by the time it's a full-blown tumor or crisis, we've usually been getting and ignoring messages for a very long time, likely for many years. So my approach is to look at all of these levels and see what the soul is crying out to heal. That's what I really like to do. I, I love working with people who are willing to look at all those levels. That's why I called it the holistic approach to breast cancer. Um, and it's a holistic approach to any kind of healing, really. And I write about this. It's the approach I take when someone contacts me with the desire to heal from not only cancer, but from anything that the body may may come up with, may come down with, we could say. I don't often work, by the way, with health issues anymore. I did in the beginning, but now I work more with spiritual growth, with life crises, all everything imaginable. Talk to me for a moment about the services you offer. I work with the entire range of human challenges, relationships, job and career, family and interpersonal issues, emotional difficulties. I do work with health and physical challenges as well. Important life decisions. Sometimes we just need somebody to talk to about what's the next step loss, grief, death, deeply complicated matters. That's what I really am skilled at. I help people get through life, whether it's because they need someone to talk to or because they have slid into a very dark place. It doesn't make any difference to me. I am just grateful to be of service no matter where a person is at on their path. Um, I am an intuitive, however, and I do use the birth chart. So I see energy. I'm oriented toward higher consciousness. So I work best with those people who are open to this. I'm not a psychic reader, although I could be. It is not my purpose. I don't want to tell somebody, yes, he loves you and you'll be married in two years and have three children. That's not my interest at all. I'm going to be more interested in exploring what's happening within you, um, what needs healing, what needs to be brought to the surface to bring the person to a, a place of higher consciousness. And I generally am working with people on higher levels of consciousness. People who are already on that path are typically the ones who contact me. I also contact souls that have crossed over, people who have just lost a loved one and who are suffering, I often will work with them and we will contact the soul that has crossed over if possible. Sometimes that, that it's not time, but usually we can contact them. This is mediumship, but again, my focus is on healing. It's not for entertainment It's not for people to come and see if, let's see if she really can talk to doctor, you know, talk to uh, whoever, Uncle Joe, let's see if she really is authentic. I'm not really interested in 
in that type of session. I am interested in just working with somebody for the purpose of closure so that they can let go and find some peace in their heart around um, a loss. So as I work with people with higher levels of consciousness, I just, they can bring me any issue. It can be anything under the sun, blockages in their lives, problems, questions, worries, fears, places they feel stuck and in darkness. I help people. That is my expertise, and that is what I'm here to help with. I'm here to help with people who are going through something challenging, that they need a mentor. They need somebody to talk to and tell and to get some feedback on. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? My website is christinagrant.com. And that is where you can read more about my work. You can also contact me there. The contact page goes right into my email. I should get it the very same day. If you don't hear back from me right away, then contact me again because that means it didn't go through. I've never had any trouble with it not going through, but I respond to that right away. Of course, my my um, work messages are always a top priority in my inbox. I schedule through email. I work by phone only now. And it's a very simple process to contact me and schedule. Payments are also made online. Or I can run a card through on my end. On my website, you also can read some testimonials, see what other people have said, and just find out a little bit more about my approach. Thank you so much for your presence for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Christina Grant and her work, please visit christinagrant.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.